Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on, good morning, good morning, good morning. Everybody doing good? Come on, let's give it up for Jesus one more time this morning. Come on, give him your all. We're singing it. Come on, give him everything. You're worthy of all of it, Lord. You're worthy of all of it. Come on, he is worthy of everything. I know we're all trying to get our... Christmas trees up, maybe you've already got yours up, but we just got ours up in Jesus' name, so that's good, and uh, we're a little behind on it. We're trying to get presents bought. People are rushing around, and uh, we're just going to give him all of it in this crazy season. I went to the mall yesterday and uh, got saved all over again, and uh, we, we need Jesus um, in the season. Uh, we're in a series called Light, and I just, I've been, it's just been down in my heart and in my soul just uh, the power of light and what light can do. I'm going to share at the end of uh, the message today, we're going to do our service a little different. As you noticed, we didn't have our ministry uh, response time uh, during the front end. We're going to have a response time at the end. We're going to go back into a song, back into worship. And I really believe God's going to do some supernatural stuff in many of our lives today. And uh, just when it comes to the power of light, we've been praying uh, for you all, all week, uh, all morning. Been here since about 7 uh, a.m. praying for you as a team and a staff. Uh, I'd say this, we're, we open up this auditorium at 7.30 a.m. every Sunday and just pray. And so you're invited. Let me invite you. Uh, we'll just open up that invitation to you. And uh, you don't have to be, you know, any, whatever. If you're like, man, I ain't getting up at 7.30. That's fine. You don't have to do any of it. But like, you're invited. We'll open up these doors. And we're just seeking God for revival, uh, for the kingdom of God, um, for life change, and uh, really for the light of God to, to penetrate and change a generation and to change our lives. And um, I, I want to jump into the word today. If you, if you didn't get a light uh, invite yet for Christmas, man, grab a few of these on the way out today. Invite some people to service next week. It's going to be a powerful, powerful Sunday, and I really believe people will respond to an invite for a Christmas service, and I promise you I'll present the gospel and present uh, light in the best way I can, led by the Holy Spirit. So let's just pray that people get saved this season. That's, the, that's why we do all that we're doing here, not just to be comfortable and uh, not just to have our own salvation, but to share that light uh, with humanity. And so let's do that in a, in a powerful way. Uh, today, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 33, looking at a verse. It's, a, it's really been, um, it's, a, it's been a negative verse in some context, and, and uh, I just I want to put a, a, a positive light on it today. Can I say it that way? Uh, we're going to put a positive light on it today and just really believe the, the Word of God to bring some, some light of Christ into your life. I want to say real quick, thank you for everybody that partnered up and has partnered up with Vision Partners. Um, all of our vision offering that took place several weeks ago, very powerful uh, vision offering. And you guys, thank you for your generosity and uh, just your heart and desire to give and fund the vision of our church. We have tons of vision. I just wrote down the 10-year vision uh, for my heart. If I shared that with you right now, you'd freak out. And so, uh, so I don't want to just lay that all out there right now, but I'm going to continue to lay that out over this next year and talk about some of that. Uh, praying through a lot of that, but we have a lot of vision, and so thank you for partnering up and being a part of our vision partners. If you haven't done that yet, still plenty of opportunity to do so in December. Thank you for your generosity, and then tonight, we have a huge serve team party at the Sunsphere. We got a big meal upstairs at the Sunsphere, and I'm saying that to make you jealous if you're not on a serve team yet. Uh, <laughs> 
then you probably didn't get the invite in the mail. Uh, but if you're on a serve team and been serving in our church and been consistently being a part of that, we're going to celebrate tonight. So I'm saying, and we're giving awards away. And just thank you. I just want to really just thank you for serving and being a part and making all this. This does not happen because of me or one person. It happens because of all of you. And uh, it's our job to reach this city for the name of Jesus. Can everybody say amen to that? That is our job. So let's jump into uh, Luke 33. It says this, No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand. This is a little bit different verse than I shared last week. I was in Matthew 5 last week. Same context here or or, or same kind of verse here and same theme Jesus gives us. He doesn't put it under a basket, but he puts it on a lampstand. That those who come in may see the light. Uh, The lamp of the body is the eye. This is what I want to really focus on today. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then the whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. You guys know the verse in Psalm 119, for the word is a, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let's pray real quick. My title for today is Shed Some Light On It. Look at somebody say, Shed Some Light On It. Father, thank you so much that you decided to shed some light on this planet when you gave your son, that he was born king. We don't make him king today. We don't, we don't crown him king. He was born king. We thank you, Jesus, that you decided to be uh, king, but to take on the position of humility and be born um, in, in the image of your creation, born as a human, and you decided to humble yourself to that and humble yourself to the point of death and death on a cross. You knew it would all happen, and you chose to cross the universe and come into our world. Thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for knowing us and going low enough to understand what we go through. Thank you for being born in a manger and and giving your life uh, in a way where you can understand us. You can understand the pains and the, and the things that we walk in. Thank you, Jesus, for being light into our situation today. Shed some light on our life today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Shed some light on it. The, the eye is the lamp of the body. Anybody um, ever, I, I know I asked you a few weeks ago about if you're a movie clapper. I'm not going to get into that again because I got all kinds of hate mail from that. Uh, and so, so we didn't, we're not going to talk about that, but, but, but has anybody, have you ever gone to a movie and you, you sit through the movie in the, in the theater and as you're, as you're in there, maybe for an an hour and a half movie, a two hour movie. And by the time you get done with the movie, like you're, you're, you're kind of, you've acclimated and you're, you're used to, and you've got accustomed to the darkness that's in there. And so when you get up to like leave and walk out, it's like, you, you like your legs don't work anymore. You like feel like you're, anybody, is that just me? Or like, you're like holding on. It's like a little walkway to get out you're like holding on you're like I can't I just can't really figure this out you walk out that little that little pathway to get out you, you open those doors you know you I leave my trash because you know that's that's just you're supposed to leave my wife gets on me but I leave my trash and I know don't judge me I leave it right in the seat there's people that's their job it's job security I'm helping people have <laughs> positions I'm helping people have have security and and opportunity okay and so and so I leave that there and um I always like pick that up. I'm like, I'm not picking that up. And so then I walk out 
and I'm dizzy, like trying to, and you open those doors to go out, and you finally get into the main lobby, and it's, it's, you're, you're still, you have to kind of get used to light again. Your, your legs have to get back under you. It's just a weird feeling. I don't know if it has something to do with the screen and the theater, and your, but I think it's just dark around you, right? Uh, anybody ever get up at night to use the restroom, and you got to wait and get you, it's dark in there, and you got to get your eyes, and you acclimate, or you adjust your eyes to the dark, and then you can begin to function a little bit? Here, here's my premise today. I think we've been desensitized to darkness too much. I, I think that we've just grown accustomed to how much darkness is in the world as believers and how much there really is around us. And I think somehow we've just tend to adjust our eyes and adjust our lamps to the darkness that's around us. We just figure out how to kind of work around it and to, how to get our bearings and get stable in the midst of everything that's dark. And this verse speaks to us and says, as kids of light, as people of light, we need to be very careful not to grow accustomed or get used to darkness. That's my challenge for us today. That you would not just adjust to darkness. Some of you have adjusted to darkness in your homes. And I'm not talking about some gross, perverse, like, pornography on the screen of your, 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 your family TV. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about horrific things. I mean, maybe that is happening. But, I, but I'm talking about just, just the adjustment to darkness in our homes. Maybe it's in our children. Maybe it's in our own lives. Maybe it's in our attitudes. Maybe it's in the media that we ingest. Maybe it's on the TV. I'm just saying there's darkness so, so many places. It's all around us. And it's not just, I don't, I don't just mean gross perversion because that's what we think of sometimes when we think of darkness. But I just think it's the news. It's the media. It's the, it's the wars. It's the tragedy. It's all the atmosphere of dark that is all around us everywhere we look. We, and we were not designed, listen to me, we're not designed to take in this much darkness. It's not, it's not, we're not, God knew that there'd be that type of access in this day and age, but the reality is he didn't say we have to look at all of it, right? And, and I think that some, sometimes we just got to shed some light on some things. You know, in Alaska, it's dark like, like six months out of the year at a certain time. Do you know that depression and suicide skyrockets in those months where it's dark? I mean, darkness, when there's no light, chaos and depression and, and turmoil sets into our life, when all that is around us, we've got to shed some light. We need light to actually live. How do we do that? How do we shed light? It's, it's Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I'm going to talk about the word of God today and and what it does, it says it's a lamp to my feet, actually a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Listen to that. How personal is that? It's to my feet and to my path. It, it, sometimes we're wanting to look at everybody else's path, everybody else's feet, and everywhere, how, how did they walk and how did they navigate the situation? How did they get through it? And there's a great place for example, but the word is a light to my feet. And a lamp to my path. It means it actually gives me enough light that I don't have to stumble into stuff every week. That I can take the next step and I can run effectively and I can know where I'm supposed to walk. It can, it can be a light to my path. What's that? The, the next decision I'm going to make. The next path I'm going to turn down. It's actually a light to the direction that I'm going to go. It's a direction to you and your life. And here's, here's three things that light does and the light of the word. Number one, uh, light dispels darkness. Light will dispel darkness, and, and I think that there's something powerful about light that, that darkness cannot even, the Bible says, comprehend it or overtake it. If you go into your room today and you get home and you turn all the lights out, if I turned all the lights out in here right now, there's a little button back there that turns the lights on. If I go to hit the button and turn the lights on, do you know there's no wrestling match between light and darkness when you flip the switch? 
that there's no struggle. I mean, darkness isn't like pushing against light and all of a sudden, the, you know, the light just kind of illuminates the room. No, all the, one flip of the switch, when light comes on, darkness has to flee. Light of Christ, the light of God's word pushes back the darkness that is in our life and there's not going to be a struggle. You just have to go, well, you know what? I need light. I want the light of God. I want the light of life in my life. I want the light of the word. I went to the Amazon jungle years ago and I was, you know, I don't know, I grew up in the woods and hanging out, but I never was in the woods where stuff could kill me. You know what I mean? It was like, they're telling me stories about these like heat seeking snakes that drop from the trees on you. You know, they can sense your temperature, you know, and they're like, this is how this one works. And you're walking through and they're, they're telling all these stories right before in the middle of the night, we're walking into this path into the jungle. There's panthers, there's, there's, there's stuff that can eat me and kill me. And so in the middle of all this, with this missionary, it's pitch black. There's no light. He's got this tiny little lamp. It's just a little teeny light. And he's got this, I don't think it might have even been a little headlight and he's walking down and it's just lighting up the path just enough. Do you know, I'm, I'm, behind him I am walking right up on his back I am in his back pocket I am walking I am so close to him it was awkwardly uncomfortable for him I did not we are touching you know I'm like stuff can kill me and eat me I, and, and here's the thing the more the, the more I understood how dangerous stuff in the dark was the closer I wanted to get to the light in my younger years, I didn't care. I'm jumping in lakes at night, jumping off cliffs at night, doing boating at night, running through the woods at night, doing crazy. Could have died. Didn't care. Could have died. Now I need a light to go to the bathroom at night because I know I break a toe or something. <laughs> I, need, I, I don't heal up like I used to. I jump off cliffs at night when I was young. Now I break a little toe going to the restroom. We need some light, somebody. And, and I think the more we realize how dangerous stuff in the dark actually is. We've desensitized ourselves, but, but the way that Satan operates in the dark, the more we understand how dangerous it actually is, the more we would try to get closer and closer and closer to light. We would try to get right up in light's pocket, man, and just try to make sure it's all over our life. I need light. I don't want to stumble, and, and, and I don't want darkness. And I'm asking you, do not desensitize yourself to darkness I mean it's someone someone came to me the other day they were just down just the news the media all, all, all the can I tell you that all that the world is looking for is darkness right now just looking for it just trying to put it it's what sells it's what it's just trying to put it on social media it's all dark and, the, and this friend of mine she's dep- she was down she's like pastor what do I do I, do I put my head in the sand? Do I ignore it? Do I, how, I'm, I'm just down. What do I do? I was like, you don't ignore it, but, you, but the, the, the lamp of the body is the eye. And if all you're looking at and all you're feeding yourself and all you're reading and all you're looking for is injustice and pain and hurt and turmoil and trial, and, and, and if that's all you're looking for, you're, you're going to have darkness in your life. God never intended for us to, and, and here's, they call it social, Compassion, fatigue, you heard me say it. What happens when you just keep ingesting it? Either you just shut down because you weren't designed to handle all that and you just go numb or, or you go critical or you go rogue. I mean, there's certain things that begin to happen and like, and like you, can't, you can't just ingest it. So we need light. Here's what John 3.20 says. Y'all hearing my heart today? John 3.20 says this, talking about light dispelling darkness. And, and this verse is, again, like I said, been kind of in a negative context, but I want to turn it into a positive light today in, th- in 320. For everyone practicing evil hates the light 
Again, this isn't us, but this is people practicing. Can I tell you that practicing means trying to get good at it? I mean, all of us have done evil things or mess up and do evil things sometimes. We're human. But practicing means people that are trying to make it their profession. (laughs) You practice it, certain things. They're practicing evil. They hate to come to the light. It says this, lest his deeds should be exposed. And so a lot of times we get scared to come to the light because of verses like this. We get nervous that God's wanting to expose us, embarrass us, make us look stupid. He wants to expose us. And the reality is that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse means that literally when you come into the light, there's this exposure. The exposure is not to embarrass you. The exposure is to destroy the destruction of darkness in your life, to actually destroy the deeds of darkness. You know, old school film, anybody ever deal with any cameras in old school film when you would have to actually uh, develop film in dark rooms? And so film would be developed in these dark rooms, and you'd take it out of the camera, and you had to keep it, not expose it, not expose the film. And then they would take the film, which was called a negative, and they would take the negatives in a dark room and, to be- and begin to develop the negatives in the dark room. And if, if the door got opened into the dark room and light entered into the dark room, the negatives of that film would actually be ruined by the exposure of light. Let me say it to you this way. If you've exposed yourself, which we all have to some degree, any level of darkness, whether it's images or deeds or a past life or pain or trauma or hurt or, or, or perversion or, or negativity or the news or social feeds or, or all the... If you just exposed yourself, if you just take all those negatives in, which Satan wants to develop those negatives in your mind in the dark, if you've been, ex- and then if you'll just expose those things to light, if you'll just get a little bit of word and a little bit of, of, of worship and a little bit of light into those areas, I promise you they'll actually begin to destroy the negative and the, and the, and the images and the deeds and the things that have kind of permeated in your mind. It, light destroys darkness. It's, it's literally this, this eye, the, the, the lamp of our body is the eye. And so as, as this darkness comes in, I, I promise you that light would overtake and destroy darkness. I don't, I don't know what it, what it is for you. I, I don't, I'm not going to get into like, oh, let's just name a bunch. I think sometimes we just think gross sin or whatever. I, I, just, I don't think it's just that. I just think that there's things in the world that we've all experienced. And I think some of you, if you, I had a guy ask me one time, how do I get free from lust? How do I get free from, from, from depression? How do I get free? I mean, every week we get, we get reports, man, I'm dealing with depression or I'm dealing with this. We get prayer reports all, all the time. And I would just say, man, if you will get light on it. Like, I'm not just saying it's an easy fix. I'm not saying there's not medicine or we don't need help or doctors or we don't need counseling. I mean, I don't, don't hear me say that. What I'm saying is, though, I don't think sometimes, I think sometimes we want free, but we don't really want to put the effort in to be free. Do you remember when Jesus met the guy and says, do you want to be healed? And the, and the guy's like, yeah, what a question. Do you want to be? Like, I don't think all the time we, we, we kind of like the idea of freedom. But the effort it takes to get the word and to begin to remember the word and put it into my spirit and let it become flesh and bone to me and let it become the intention of my life to walk in freedom. And I don't mean follow a bunch of rules. I mean, I wrote this down. Religion forces you to live by law to be free. Jesus focuses you to live by light to be free. I don't, I don't need to live by law to be free. I just need to begin to focus on light to be free. 
I begin to look at the word and put the word into my life, and all of a sudden things begin to change. If there's something in your life that you've, that you've gotten that's dark in your mind, an image, uh, uh, um, a deed, uh, a past situation, a sin, uh, maybe it's an issue that you can't shake, a bitterness, uh, uh, whatever it might be, I'm telling you, shed some light on it. Begin to get into the word and find word, hear me, find word on the specific topic. Find scriptures on the topic. I'm giving you some practical help today. I could preach this and shout at you and get you up on your feet, but I'm just trying to you know, give you some practical. Get, get something around your marriage in the Word and begin, to, begin, begin for, for 30 days. Get, get something around purity in the Word and for 30 days begin to read verses on purity and, and holiness Get, get something in, in the word around, around spirit of joy and life and, or, or with your children that my children shall serve the Lord and I'll raise them in the way and they will not depart from it when they're old. Now, I don't know what old is, but they won't depart from it. They give me 90. Come on, somebody. You know, but, but I mean, get some stuff and begin to let that get in you. you can, look, I said it this way. You can light your way out of this. Whatever it is you're facing. Number two, light recovers lost things. Number one, light dispels darkness. Number two, light recovers lost things. If you've lost something, I don't know, turn a light on. Light just, just helps us recover lost things. Jesus tells a parable in Luke 15. He tells three parables about lost stuff. He talks about a lost sheep. He talks about a lost coin. He talks about a lost son. They're all about the same story. And, and he tells it about this lady in Luke 15, 8. He says, or what, woman have ten, or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp. Everybody say, light a lamp. Light. Sweep the house. I didn't tell you to say that. I'm just joking. I'm kidding. Sweet, that's a good job. Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. What woman, if she loses a coin, does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. Look at the order of that. What woman, if she loses a coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search until she finds it? I think a lot of times we're trying to clean up our life without light. We're trying to fix things without light. We're trying to fix, fix, fix things by, by self-control or fix things by, by you know, a self-help book or, or just I'm just going to grind it out or I'm just going to look how they do it. I'm going to copy how they did it. And, and the reality is we cannot clean our life, find anything of value in our life without light. The first thing she does is she lights a lamp. Many of you are searching around in the dark trying to find stuff. I mean, you're looking for it in drugs, looking for it in a relationship, in a girl, looking for it in a guy, looking for it in a club. I've been there looking for it in all types of areas, looking in the dark for things, looking for it in success, looking for it in meaning or popularity, looking for it in all types of things. And, and then you're just trying to find some things about your soul and about your life with no light. Man, I don't want to just, just search around in the dark for stuff. That's how my kids vacuum. Like, they'll just, my wife has them vacuum. They'll just vacuum. They're just, they just go at it, missing everything. My wife, she ain't going to have it. She comes out, she's moving furniture, moving chairs. You know, I'm like, dang, she's getting for real. Like, she doesn't play. Like, I'm, she, the kids are vacuuming, like, for the third time. And then she's got this little magic switch on the vacuum that has a big old light beam on the front of the vacuum. 
She turned that light beam on and started vacuuming. She's like, look what they, look what they missed. I'm like, oh, God, get back out here. <laughs> just, just pushing her stuff around in the dark. That's what it's like for you and I to try to clean our life or fix our life or find something. Would you quit trying to find a whole marriage outside of light? Would you stop trying to find your joy with you, without a light on? Stop trying to find peace with no light? I'm talking to, I know y'all are like, we're at church. We read our Bible. Come on, I, I hope. <laughs> I need the light of God's word. And you've got you've to have the word in order to have light. I don't want to try to find the right job without light. I don't want to try, try to find the important, valuable things. She turned the light on to find something valuable. You're trying to find valuable things in your life. You can't do it without the light of God's word. I can't do it without the light of God's word. I don't want to find a spouse without light. I already have a spouse, praise God. I don't want to find a, you don't need to find a boyfriend or girlfriend without light. You don't need to, you don't need to find wholeness without light. You, you can't find freedom without light. You need the light of God. Come on, listen to me. If you lose something, light a light. If you've lost a relationship, light a light. If you've lost integrity, light a light. If you've lost a finances, light a light. Put a lamp on. If you've lost your purity, light a light. Just get the light, get the light back on you. The, the scriptures say when we come into that light, it exposes, it actually destroys the work of darkness. A lot of times we would think if we're stuck in sin, the last place I want to go or the last place if I'm in darkness is to run to the word or run to light. That's the first place you need to run to. And let me just say to you, God's not judging you. God's not mad at you. He's not trying to expose you. I'm going to talk about it next week. Remember the woman caught on her worst day in adultery? Jesus didn't expose her. He covered her and loved her and declared light into her life. That's why most of us shy away from the light because there's been churches that try to expose people's junk instead of letting the light destroy junk out of our life. I need the light of God in my life. So I think that it's important that you would just light a light if you've lost something in your life, if you've lost your reputation. Light a light. Light a lamp. Number three, and the last one. So number one, light dispels darkness. Number two, um, light helps us find lost things. God always, use, God always loves to use light to find lost stuff. That's what those whole, that whole story, and he's really talking about souls. He says that she rejoices, and then right after that it says that, is there not rejoicing in heaven when one sinner repents? He's talking about us as, as people repenting of things and turning to the light and letting, things he, letting the light heal our life. God's, God says there's joy in that. God loved to use his word to light up things in our life when we turn back to him. I don't know what it is for you today, but I pray that you turn back. And the last one, light shows the way. It just lights up my path. It shows the way for what job you're going to take for what home you're going to buy. Come on, anybody have any decisions right now to make in their life at Christmas? How much to spend on her? Come on, somebody. You could, that could be a big mistake. That could be fatal, you know. If it's not enough, if it looks fake, if it's not, you know, if it's not what she likes. You know, if it, got jewelry TV right down here. Christine, I'll give you a shout out. What's up, front row? There's some good stuff over there. I, I just, come on, man, y'all need, need to, you know, Find out about Jory TV today, right before Christmas. <laughs> light shows the way. Which spouse should I marry? What college should I go to? Light, it lights the word. Can I tell you the word can speak to these situations? There's, there's general revelation, how to be married. There's specific revelation, who to marry. 
Like, oh, you mean the Word's going to tell me who to marry? Y'all all going to be reading your Word. Every single in here is going to have their Bible with them, carrying around the Bible for like every day. It's going to tell me who to marry. It will. It'll speak to you about how to be married, who to marry, what kind of job to take, what city to move to. Let me give you some examples of how the Word works. Let me help you get light from the Word of God. I'm going to tell you a couple stories about my own life, a couple stories I've heard recently, and then I want to pray for you and go back into a ministry moment. Um, I was, years ago when we were starting this church, uh, talking about light from the word. I lived in, in Dallas, uh, and then we moved to Charlotte. And uh, this church was over in Cedar Bluff area in a little gymnasium. It's about 50 people. And uh, the pastor, it was a good friend of mine, he was pastoring there. Someone told me to come up and meet him. I met him. We went to lunch. And we were out at Turkey Creek at, at a little uh, restaurant in Turkey Creek. And as we were meeting, um, I said, yeah, I wanted to turn in my resume or something to you. I heard you're looking for a pastor. I don't even know how this works, man. He knew my pastor. I was like, I'm just here, you know, I'm supposed to be a lead pastor one day, and, you know, I heard you're resigning your church. <laughs> he's like, man, this dude's nuts, you know. He's like, and he just kind of patronized me a little bit and just in a loving way, in a spirit, super spiritual way, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, brother, you know. And, um, and I was like, okay. And, uh, and then uh, I got in the car, and he goes, you'll be laughing. He goes, there's six guys on the list uh, that are going to be taking this church over, could take this church over, six already uh, chosen on the list that we're looking through, you'd be last on that list. And I was like, all right, I get in the car to drive back to Charlotte, I hear the Holy Spirit say audibly, well, as audibly as I, I hear him, um, not like, you know, not like my radio, but just in my head, audibly, I heard, him, I heard him say the word, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. That's the verse. The first shall be last, the last shall be first. Hey, there's six people in line, you'll be last. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, the last shall be first. And I was like, all right, come on, Jesus. What's up with that? And then I hear the Holy Spirit say, don't call him. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, okay. It's a great interview process. You know what I'm saying? So I drive back to Charlotte, and I just begin to fast and pray. How many know it's good to fast and pray when you want to get light? I just begin to fast and pray. As I'm praying... Uh, I'm on my face one morning, fasting, praying, and believing God. And I hear God say to this, I hear him say, and I haven't called him. It's been over a month, and he hasn't called me. I'm freaking out. i got a part-time job. i got three children. I've quit, my, I've quit one job, to, and I feel like this is where God's bringing us. I'm still working part-time, and I just don't have all, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My wife, you know, she, I'm like, I'm just praying and fasting. So I'm on the floor, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, Get up and call him now. I hear, I hear the Holy Spirit say, arise and call him now. It's a weird language, arise and call him. I'm like, all right. And then, and then the Holy Spirit says, but go to 1 Chronicles chapter 22 where Solomon is, is receiving the kingdom from David. Go there and read. And so I went there, 1 Chronicles 22, 19. It says, now set your heart and soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord your God to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. How many know that I got a word from God? <laughs> arise and build. The same thing I heard from the Holy Spirit, arise and build. I jumped out of my skin, basically, rose to my feet, called him right then. He answered on half a ring and said, can you be here and preach in two days? I was like, my God, I can. <laughs> and there was a lot more to the story, but I'm just talking about how God uses his word to give you light and direction and to light your path. I, 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 we were in the little cafe about a month ago, in, two months ago in October, and there was a team of captains and leaders and some of our serve team having a worship and prayer night. And uh, we're praying, and there's a young girl here that goes to church. She's been here for a couple years, 
amazing girl. Her husband leads our usher team, and, uh, and she, um, she was in, in the meeting. And I don't know if anybody met Miss Mary Eccles. Where's Miss Mary? Is she in here? I don't know if y'all know Miss Mary, but she makes, yeah, come on, Miss Mary's amazing. If you met her, if you met her you'd know it. And uh, she makes all the serve team breakfast for us back in the little serve hub. So if you're on our serve team, we have breakfast for you back here every week, and she does all that. She, we were in this meeting, and uh, we're praying and worshiping, and then I say, hey, everybody, let's just pray for each other. And, and this one girl is there, and, and Mary goes over to her and just says, hey, I want to pray for you. And she said this. She goes, God led me to say to you that you're the apple of his eye. That's what she said. And the girl just begins to weep right there. And, and, she, and she wrote me an email later. She didn't tell Mary this. She wrote me an email later about this situation. She said, little did she know that I was feeling disconnected from God, that, I, that I, I felt like I couldn't hear God anymore, and it was really hard for me when I don't hear from God. And I felt disconnected and distant from God. And she walked over to me and said, you're the apple of his eye. So that's just the start of it. Then, then she began to tell me some other things that there's no way she could know about me and uh, that God was thinking of me. And then she said to me as she left, she goes, now go and look up all the verses that you can look up about the apple of God's eye when you get home. And so in the email, she said that she went home and she looked up all the verses about the apple of God's eye. And the first verse that popped up was Psalm 17, 8, uh, verse A and B. There's two parts to it. Psalm 17, 8, I think we'll have it on the screen for you. It says this, I believe, I don't know if they have it, but if they don't, the, 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 the Psalm says this, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. The girl said this, when I was a rebellious 18-year-old, I decided to have a Psalm 17 tattooed on my ribs. But not the first half of the verse, I didn't know it, only the second half of the verse, hide me in the shadow of your wings. And the first verse that she goes to, to bring comfort and direction to her life, is the verse that she, as a rebellious teenager, had tattooed on her on her ribs. My God, if my daughter's rebellious moment is tattooing a scripture on her ribs, come on, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, yes. What a rebellious moment. Come on, everybody get that in Jesus' name. Psalm 17, 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. I just, I just want you to catch today that God wants to lead you and, and speak to you and give you direction. wants to destroy darkness. If you're looking for direction today, I'd, I'd say three simple things from his word. Praise. Get home. Turn on some music. Get by yourself and begin to praise. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Or the Bible says, enter his courts with thanksgiving, his gates with praise. If you want an answer and direction from God, number one, begin to praise. Number two, begin to pray. Pray about it. Like, oh, what do you mean pray? I would encourage you, write your prayers down. Like, write down what you want God to do. We're going to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. We call it Pray First in January. 6 a.m., Monday through Friday in here, that light, the green wall out there that says light, it's going to be a prayer wall. We encourage you to write your prayers down. Get specific. Prayer or writing makes a very specific person. Write down what you want God to do. And then three, proclaim. Praise, prayer, and proclaim. Proclaim God's word. I said it earlier. Get a word. Get a verse. Get a scripture around healing. Get a scripture around power. Get a scripture around identity. Get the verses you need and begin to to proclaim those over your life and let this thing light up your life. The book of God's word is light. It'll destroy darkness. It'll direct your path. It'll help you recover lost stuff. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you might have lost or 
One of the girls in prayer, Annie, right here, we were praying this morning. She said she had a vision of people actually running out of darkness. Just running out of darkness. Just, just, just with all of their, of their might, just deciding, you know what, I'm not going to stay. And I pray today. I think I'm going to ask the worship team. We're a little early. I don't know if they're watching. I hope they are. I need the worship team. I want to go back into just some worship and ministry. And I, I just think there's a special day. We're leading into Christmas and all the pressures and all the turmoil of life and all the stuff that we carry and all the darkness that's around us. And I'm here to tell you, God told me to say, somebody, somebody in here has just adjusted to darkness in your life. And Annie this morning was even saying that people were going to run out of darkness and just not settle any longer. I, I, I want to I do this. I don't know if we can do this. I saw your daughter, the, 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 uh, Chelsea, her daughter, Chelsea, your daughter, did you see your daughter this morning? I was weeping. I was standing over here weeping, watching her daughter just in worship. And, and I, Dylan, can you drop that spotlight like you had it? We were, they were practicing. And, the, and, the, and this, this spotlight, will you dim the lights? Will you just take all the rest of the lights down? This, this spotlight right here, and as they began to worship, y'all can just begin to play something. As they began to, to worship with the ministry team, just come on up. As they, as they began to just practice, I was standing over here, and, and her daughter's four. And if you're close to that, it's probably hard to see, but from a, from a distance, from an angle, you can see this beam of light. And if I do what her daughter was doing, you guys are going to laugh at me because she does ballet. And she had her little earmuffs on and, and she was actually, she was listening to worship and then she was actually walking over to this light and she was, she was standing and just enthralled with it. She was just enthralled with it. She's four and she was looking at it and she would actually, she was doing this and then she would like, she just started grabbing it like that and just, you know, looking up, figuring out the source of it and just. She was doing that, and then, and then she did all that, like looking at it. Many of you are like that in your life right now. Many of you, that's where you're walking. That's where, it's cool, like light is real, and you're like, wow, and you're looking at it. But then they, she did something that just brought me to my knees. She, she literally, as we were worshiping, she looked at it, and she would step into it and began to just dance. She just began to do ballet inside of the light. As a four-year-old girl, and I'm just listening to us worship. And I'm having this picture of our life, like sometimes we're on the peripheral of light and we think it's amazing and it's kind of attractive and, and we're getting at it, but like there's this freedom that God wants you to just run into that. Just go, man, I'm free. I don't need to be worried about all the junk in my life that the light would expose, but not in a harmful way. It would actually free me and change my mind and my heart and my soul and my spirit. That's what the light of God's about. So as we worship today, would you stand to your feet? We're going to go back into a song. I don't know what it is for you. It might be just a pathway of thought in your mind. It might be a deed or something you've seen or a movie or an image or something that you can't get free of. Our ministry team, our prayer team's down here. I pray that some of you would, and I, it just could be an attitude. It, it could be anything. It could be anything today that you need to come into the light for. You need light on a situation. You need light on a direction. You need light on a decision. There's communion on the side walls. You can slip over to those walls and take communion with your family or by yourself. You can come up here. These guys would love to pray for you. You could step into the light and begin to actually be free and live in the light as he is in the light. Come on, would you worship with me today?
Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.